Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Tim from Perfect Shape Fitness in Lockport, Illinois. What's up, Tim? How are you today? Good, good. It's good to be on. I really appreciate it. Thank you of for having course. me. Of course. Glad to have you here. All righty. So let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to open your own gym? Uh, I really just wanted to work for myself. Uh, I just wanted to be a, you know, a business owner in that sense. Um, I knew um, as far as loving fitness, uh, you know, be, uh, being an athlete and things uh, just kind of progressed into that sense. Uh, you know, as far as you know, getting clients and things. I was very uh, motivated and very good at um, sustaining that and, and attaining clients. So it was um, kind of something that I just really kind of grew into. Um, and it's just kind of something that I um, made it a, I said it out loud, made it a dream, um, made it a goal and, you know, and eventually just made it happen. So it's really exciting. Awesome. Love that. So it kind of started with your love for athletics and wanting to work for yourself and just, you just kind of made it happen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Awesome. Uh, actually, yep. Go ahead. So now within the business, how, how do you structure things? So what does your business model look like? Are we doing group classes, one-on-one semi-privates? Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, we do our group classes. That's kind of our big uh, sustainability there with uh, a lot of different members in the classes. And we have different classes that we offer. So we have we have boxing classes. We have um, uh, powerlifting classes. We have different high intensity, high intensity classes, um, some different type of uh, combination classes where some individuals are basically working at their own pace. Um, through different workout, uh, different workouts that we provide as far as teaching them the exercise. So we kind of, in some sense, say it's personal training in a group setting. So we're yes. really kind of focused on the individual too, more so than the group as a whole. Um, we do offer personal training. So we do have our individual one-on-ones, uh, as well as we offer some youth and teen programs. Uh, and then um, we also offer something called stretch and release, uh, where we help our clients help release tension or, or just helping them stretch, things like that on the side. So Awesome. Okay. So a couple of different services within the business. Now, how do you structure your membership? Do you have like a kind of like a baseline membership and then people kind of build off of that or, you know, is personal training a separate service? How do you structure things within the business? Um, so with the group stuff, we have stuff uh, based off of like one month, three months, six months, 12 months. And then within those monthly packages, they can buy either uh, eight classes, 12 classes, or an unlimited package, which then gets them an average of two days, three days, or like four to six days a week in the gym. Uh, and then they can mix and match those classes. So they can kind of pick and choose every week. Um, and then they have four weeks to complete those classes. So that's kind of the idea is to kind of push them in, get them in, buy what you're going to use um, instead of just necessarily going to um, say a bigger gym, buying a membership and showing up maybe once or twice a month. Uh, right. You know, kind of holds them accountability and they understand that they're going to get the workout that they need and it's more effective and efficient in that way. Right. Um, personal training is set up just a little different. Um, so it's more based off of how many um, sessions that we offer anywhere from like eight, 16, uh, 24. And then we get up to a little bit higher into 72. And um, I believe it's like 144, I believe it is. So it's more of like a year 
year long um, kind of set up that way. Uh, I am trying to restructure that a little bit to where I can make it a little bit more on a monthly monthly basis where they can pay monthly and have so many classes that they do a month, um, mm -hmm. kind of like the group, um, but still working through some of those details. Okay, with the personal training piece Correct. specifically? Yes. Yep. Okay, so now when they purchase packages for personal training, is that something that they are paying up front for right now? Is that why you're kind of looking to restructure it or how does it work right now? Yeah, so right now it's basically they are paying up front. Um, mm -hmm. There's like, um, say it's $600 for half hour, um, for 24 half hour classes. Uh, they mm -hmm. would pay that up in front. Um, the bigger package we talk about, I try to break it into some more of a monthly payment. So that's kind of where I'm trying to restructure it a little bit. So they don't have to have that upfront cost. Um, so then, and then, uh, in the long run, it does help, um, revenue, uh, generate revenue all year long, basically, instead of just right. one big, I'm trying to work it through that way. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have some cash up front um, to just kind of help fuel other things, put it back into the business, pay for advertising, things like that. But yeah, you definitely want to build it on both ends, you know, get that front end cash and then also build that recurring monthly billing on the other side. Um, now, are your so your other memberships that you offer, like the group class memberships, those are on a month a monthly basis right you said you have like three six nine twelve month options yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's we, we go with a month three six and twelve and then we actually have okay. a two-year unlimited contract that i actually didn't mention but that two oh, years okay. uh, our best deal it's 99 for the month um mm -hmm. and that just kind of gets them in and um there's no um uh, you know initial cost in the sense of like sign up fees all that other stuff it's basically pay what you're going to use as far as working out so right i'll kind of, kind of put it built into the price now Right. Okay. And now with your term contracts, do you also offer an option for them to pay in full for a discounted rate? Um, I have not yet. No. So okay. everything has been basically billed monthly through that. If people want yeah. to pay in full, it's, um, yeah, it's kind of just, it, it, it is what it is right now, the way we have yeah. it set up. Yes. Okay. All right. And now how many clients are you currently serving across those services currently? Um, through through the kids, through the adults, through our personal training, we're somewhere roughly over 50, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, we, we talked a little bit before um, the show got on and, and I was just thinking and I didn't even include some of the kids uh, in that. So yeah, so that definitely uh, increased our numbers there from what I told you. When we prior awesome. Now, how did things go through COVID? Did you have a larger number of clients prior to COVID or are you kind of back where you were? Are we growing? What is that looking like? Um, I would say we're right. Uh, we're probably back where we were prior COVID, but I think we're at that point where I think we might be even growing a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely been getting a lot more um, uh, inquiries about different things. So um, it's it seems to be back on the up and up. Awesome. And now as far as getting new people in the door, are you doing any type of advertising right now? Any paid advertising through any social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Google, things of that nature? How are you getting people either back in the door or new faces in the door? Um, so right now it's kind of, um, 
more so it's kind of hard to really say sometimes because I, I have some stuff that we've done on Facebook um, as far as paid advertising. Um, it's kind of a hit or miss sometimes. And then Facebook and Instagram kind of sync together. Um, I've done some stuff on Google, but right now a lot of it's just word of mouth. I think people right now are just searching out gyms, um, looking at reviews. Um, we have some great reviews in that sense. So a lot mm -hmm. of people are, you know, have said, uh, you know, I've read your reviews, this, that, and I really wanted to check it out in that way. Um, we do do a lot of posting on social media uh, as far as Facebook and Instagram, like videos. Um, and then we use, we try to save as much as we can as far as advertising. So we do post stuff in different group um, uh, community pages, I guess you would say on Facebook. So mm -hmm. we kind of get out in that sense. So um, we have like a Lockport business community page, uh, a Lockport uh, Illinois community page. So then we can kind of post in there and then our, our communities in there. So then they're able to kind of see that. Um, I have done some stuff uh, just recently. We put um, some free one day passes in gift bags um, for small business Saturday. Um, the chamber, our Lockport chamber, um, had ba like giveaway bags that they put together. So we just threw that in there. Uh, I was putting flyers in there at one time, but I feel right now that people actually having something physically in their hand to turn in has been helping them come in the door with something um, mm -hmm. instead of just kind of signing up for, for a free class and then showing up. So there's been a little okay. bit of that. Too. All right. Now, on average, over the last couple of months or so, how many new faces would you say that? the current way that you're advertising is drawing people in how many new faces i think i worded that weird how many new faces are you seeing per month uh with the way that you're currently doing advertising um obviously i'd like to see a little bit more grow but there's at least about five or six new faces but again i want to make sure that our quality stays there too so to mm -hmm. grow bigger faster in some sense i think in in some ways would draw the quality down um, as far as what we what we offer to our clients, um, more on that individual base. So, I, um, but you know, it's 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 in that point where now too, when those people come, they sign up, say for a trial class, they get started, and then sometimes it's something ends up happening somewhere along the way where they end up falling off or not completing, um, or just not even continuing to sign up after. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now, trying to find that um, retainment type. type yeah, right. In that sense. Okay, yeah, so it's, um, we wanna build the membership, but we also want to maintain the level of service and then also, you know, retain the clients that we currently have in the gym. Correct. So is there anything specific that you're really working on to kind of up that retention, get people to commit for longer, make them want to stay longer? Is there anything specific that you've identified um, that you're really focusing on for that? Um, I think it really is just comes out to just once that once that person comes in and actually realizes the type of quality that we offer. I think they really they really like that that one on one, even though they're in a group setting right. um, that they get that type of attention. So uh, I think that's just where we're at with it. Some people some people just don't necessarily like all that attention because they'd yeah. rather just kind of do what they want to do. Um, right. You know, because the body likes to do what the body likes to do. <laughs> and if you tell them to make it a little harder, some people just, they just reject that. And it's something that they just, you know, would rather just do it how they want to do it. Right. So that's another part of it too. Okay. All right. So now as far as goals go over the next six months to a year or so, uh, ideally in an ideal situation, 
let's say a year from now, where would you like to be as far as revenue goals or membership? Is there anything specific that you really have in mind that you would like to get to? So as far as like the business driven like goals, I really focus on how many people we can help. And then yes. obviously the the bonus, you know, is the money side of exactly. things. Exactly. Right? So, so I think that's where our goal is, is how we can help the individual and how we can grow in that sense. Um, and really provide that type of service. So I would love to see our, our numbers grow a little bit. I'd like mm -hmm. to see if we can get to, you know, say 70, 75 members um, between the kids and the, and the group stuff and the, and the individual. Um, so it's, it's definitely a goal. And I think we're, we're going to get to that point. And um, it's just a matter of time to it coming out of COVID people getting more comfortable coming back out and, and, and getting back in the gym, um, you know, or being around more people in that sense too. Right. Yeah, it seems to be turning around. People seem to be starting anyway to be more comfortable kind of getting back into facilities and getting back into somewhat of a routine. So that's a plus. Now, obviously, the new year is coming up and that's a huge time for this industry. So for the new year, is there anything, any type of uh, specific programs that you're offering or any types of incentives that you're providing to get people back in the door get them onto their goals we all know like i said this is kind of like a huge time for the industry uh it tends to be busy so is there anything that you are specifically offering or working on for the new year this year well what's really nice is that the new year we uh when i opened the gym we opened it on january 5th of uh, 2015. So it's like right at that new year time. So yes. we do get to market our, our new, our, it's going to be our seventh year. Uh, so we're celebrating seven years. Um, so it's exciting in that sense. So we kind of, with the whole new year, new me, new you type stuff, um, we get to kind of piggyback that with our anniversary. So uh, awesome. we do offer specials. Um, we have our introductory rate that we have, um, but we also are going to be starting a 60-day challenge to kind of get people motivated and kind of get them on and, and try to commit a little bit more um, as we get into, you know, kind of getting into the new year and starting, you know, fresh after the holidays here. Right. That's great. So now 60 day challenge. So how are you advertising for that? Is that more of like an internal kind of thing? Or are you also advertising to the general public, like as a way to kind of get new memberships from that? How does that look? Yeah, so we're basically offering the, the program as so to our members for twenty five dollars. Mm -hmm. So we'll be able to pay twenty five dollars. I'll have this program and um, we'll go through measurements and weights before and after photos and, and all that good stuff. Um, and then with new members, we're having a non member rate for thirty five dollars. So they could just mm -hmm. sign up for the contest. Um, and then we're offering um, cl additional classes for them if, if the non members want to just sign up for um, as far as just adding classes to their challenge um, for a for a discounted rate. So it's just kind okay. of drawing new members in in that sense um, to try to kind of draw them into what we're doing and kind of get started and, and help them along uh, with the challenge. And the challenge is basically uh, any, to lose anywhere from um, three to seven percent body uh, overall body weight. I would say just because we can kind of mix and match from bigger to smaller people. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's kind of where we're at with um, anywhere from like three to 5%. Um, they're going to be able to earn 25% off. And then from 50% 50, uh, 50 if they're at six or plus percent. So that's kind of how we're trying to incentivize wow. their membership. 
Yeah, absolutely. So now 25% off for the whole year or uh, how? For, for a month. Uh, so for one month of personal training, yes. Or not okay. necessarily, but for the group classes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wow, that's a huge discount. No, no, yes. No, yes. Yeah. For the month. Yeah. For a month. So they kind of earn a month. So they kind of, you know, kind of have that understanding of they can kind of get something back from it as well. Um, right. So they kind of save as well as, you know, not just money, but they're also saving some on their health as well. Yes, absolutely. That's great. So now at the end of their challenge, do you have a plan? Have you done something like this before? Uh, we have done something like it before. Yeah. So then at the end, we just basically come together and we do our measurements and wait and, and we have our before and after pictures. Uh, mm -hmm. And then obviously we just announced the winner and, and we do offer, we also give them like a t-shirt or, or a sweatshirt with it as well. So it's okay. kind of like another little like, so on top of it, so they're marketing it for us because we get before and after pictures as well as they get to wear some cool gear and that stuff. And then they get some, you know, savings in that way too. So. Right. All right. So now when you did it in the past, were a lot of the people that, um, that participated in the challenge, did a lot of those convert to memberships? Um, most of them in the past were, were already members. So we had a few that, oh, oh, you know, oh, that were okay. outside, but majority, yeah, we we're trying to, change it into where we can branch it into some more new members um, to, for our non-member prices. So mm -hmm. we're trying to draw some more outside in that sense. So a majority of the challenges we had done in the past is for our members in the gym curtain. Got it. Okay. And now with that program, are they provided with like a meal plan or like a, a, a meal guide? Are they required to come to class at certain times a week? How do you structure things within that program? Um, so basically we, uh, so if people are just going to sign up for the program and not necessarily be a part of, you know, our, our gym and membership, that sense, it really just kind of comes down to what they feel that they can do to kind of earn, um, you know, some of that as far as making their goal. Uh, it is still uh, an individual kind of challenge too. So it's really based off the individual kind of mm -hmm. making their, their goals uh, instead of like a group challenge, like one person or two people win, you know, it's kind of individual too. Um, so with the with how we structure it, they don't necessarily have to come to classes if they want to. It obviously makes a difference as far as a meal plan. Um, we don't necessarily say specifically say eat this, eat that, eat, you know, because mm -hmm. we're not necessarily dietitians. So we're right. not going to give out meal plans. We're going to give out some uh, recommendations. So we do offer uh, like a do this and don't do that type uh, plan um, that they can follow. And I we do have weekly challenges that they try to complete um, to try to keep them motivated and continuing on. I do find some people don't complete the challenge just because yeah. they end up falling off, something happens again, and they just kind of like, oh, I'm not gonna, not gonna win anyways or do whatever, and then they just kind of give up. So, and that's tough too because you obviously want to see them through it, right? Um, you know, so that's that does get frustrating at times. Yeah, for sure, and that's something that I was actually gonna ask you. Like now, if you provided like a little bit more structure and made it like almost like a requirement to come to class and actually charged a little bit more for the program. Do you think that you would have a higher success rate? Because one of the things that we've seen across the industry, you know, people who pay, pay attention. So typically the people that come in on like a lower barrier kind of offer like $25, $35, they're not super invested. 
So a lot of times, you know, if they're paying a higher ticket and obviously the value has to come along with that, providing that level of service as well. Um, but those people who pay a higher ticket typically stick to the program more and obviously in turn get better results. So is that something that you've considered? And if not, what's kind of holding you back from doing that? Um, so I guess it's already what, so on top of the, I, I guess nothing is really holding me back, I guess, to, to doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I do try to take in consideration what people are already paying monthly for their membership on mm -hmm. top of just adding another little program to it. Um, again, like you said, yes, you, you definitely pay a little more. You definitely pay a little more attention to what's yeah. going on. <laughs> it definitely, you know, you put your money where your mouth is type thing. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and that's kind of where um, we have, you know, I have thought about that and it's just, I just, I guess I really haven't pulled the trigger on it. You know, I could say that, but uh, I am just trying to get some involvement too and, and trying to get people to take take part in in some way and not feel like there's just this huge sticker price to it. And then they just kind of avoid it altogether. So I don't know, right. it's kind of a hit or miss for me. You know, I, I haven't, we don't necessarily live uh, necessarily in the highest of income areas. It's not necessarily the lowest, but it's kind of, you know, where some people, they, they like to pick and choose how they spend their money a little better than, you know, in some, in some ways in that sense, um, not necessarily saying that we don't have that quality. It's just, that's just how I, I've seen some people in, you know, in our area where we're at, it's just, that's just how it kind of. Yeah. Kinda so now like when somebody will move on from this in a second, I'm just curious about some of the uh, ins and outs of it, but when somebody shows interest in doing a program like that do you sit down with them initially and have like a, a consultation with them and kind of talk to them about their goals and really break things down or is it more so like okay i want to do the program all right let's get you set up and then you just kind of take their measurements and put them um, into so the program so when we do our first our first day, we do have like an introductory day, you know, where yeah. we come in and we actually go over somewhat of the, the outline of what, what we're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. So we do actually kind of sit down, we, you know, as far as we go over measurements and things, and then we go into like discussion, conversation um, as kind of almost like a group. Um, so I'm going to try to work it to where people can write down some of their, uh, maybe their frustrations, their issues that they're dealing with right now, kind of uh, anonymously, so that mm -hmm. we can like you know, as we kind of start that introduction is kind of go over some of those things. And, and it's not just the one person that is dealing with the same, you know, so we can kind of go as a broad um, mm -hmm. as far as what we already have outlined for the do's and the don'ts. So we are going to have some sort of uh, introduction way of, of seeing where people can, can go or how we can get them to get into the right direction. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's just not sign up and you know, sign up and uh, hope, hope for the best. <laughs> right. Throw, throw them into the program. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure that that will be super helpful because a lot of the time, the people that are coming in and taking part in those programs have a lot of the same experiences and struggles and they might not want to just kind of come out and say it right. And especially be put on the spot. So being able to have them anonymously write down some of the frustrations that they've had, the struggles that they've had, and then you can address it as a group. That's a great idea because like I said, a lot of those people are probably experiencing some of the same things. So that certainly will be helpful and make people feel cared for, you know, providing that extra level of service. So that's definitely a great idea. Now, within 
the business, something that I always love to ask every single gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and just improve one thing within your business right now, today, what would that be and why? It would be space. I think it would be space. I think it would be just another, you know, just a little bit bigger of a space that we have. Um, we're just kind of in a smaller uh, 1,500 uh, square foot um, like part in a, in a strip mall. And I mm -hmm. like to just have a little bit bigger, maybe just double, just double that size. Um, and then we can offer some more things at the same kind of popular times. So right now we're right. kind of stuck with, you know, one class one time, um, and not feeling like we can do, you know, boxing and powerlifting at the same time, two different, you know, sides of the gym type stuff. So, um, and then, yeah, that's where it would be. And, and I think it, we can definitely make the growth happen there too. I mean, that would be, having that understanding, like we can do some more uh, things in those times. Um, you know, when most people feel like they come to the gym, you know, anywhere after five to, to seven, eight o'clock at night. Right. Know? So, or in the morning from five 30 to, I would say no later than 11. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the dead. Then it's dead. Exactly. Day, so, yeah. Right. I know. I used to always tell people like, I'm, I'm working when you're not working. And when you are working, it's quiet for me, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and now is there more space available in the building that you're currently in? Is it possible for you to potentially in the future grow or expand the space that you're already in? Or um, would you have to move to a different I, space? I'd like to think that there would be. Um, it's just, I'm kind of in between. There's like a, a cleaners next to me and then there's a, like a food restaurant um, next to me. Um, uh, so like right in the left. So I'd like to be able to possibly be able to branch into one of those. But again, um, it's kind of like how the how the cookie crumbles with some of those businesses. And again, you're not looking for anybody to fail. You know? Right, so, of course. So like, I want them to succeed just as much. Um, but that's kind of where it is. And, and it's kind of... It, it, it's more than likely that we would have to progress and, and go to somewhere, you know, another location and, and figure that out. Um, right. I have had thoughts and looked into it and I was so happy that I didn't because it was right prior to COVID yes. that I would have jumped into a bigger space and it literally would have just, obviously would have just tanked. And yeah. that one. so it definitely yeah. got to working out for me on that end. <laughs> yes, for sure. I know I've talked to so many people who did have that happen or who, literally just opened their facilities the week of the shutdowns. And it's so crazy to hear like the timing on that was just so terrible. And I feel so bad for those people, you know, like you're so excited to just open your facility and then it's like instantly shut down. So yeah. And then that is so tough right before, uh, right before COVID, that was our fifth, uh, our five year anniversary. And we had just re, uh, we just remodeled the gym basically put a bunch of money in it. And then yeah. it was like, we had a few months in it and all of a sudden I was like, um okay right <laughs> so, yeah so oh, i was man. i was lucky enough to be able to work through some of those grants and things that we had locally mm -hmm. um from the city as well as from our county so that definitely helped out and kind of help you know uh, keep us afloat basically you know kind of keep us moving uh as well as the clients that stuck with us through that time right yeah i mean that was um a very challenging time for sure but the amount of gym owners that I've spoken with that 
have told me that a lot of their clients continued paying during that time just so that they would have a gym to come back to, which is so crazy, you know, because so many people, it's so easy to just be like, okay, well, I'm not going, I'm just going to stop paying. But so many people did actually realize that, you know, if I don't continue paying, I'm not going to have a gym to go back to. So it's really kind of cool to hear about the some more the support from the community. Um, and so many people just kind of pitching in to just keep things open. Just 100%. Yeah. And that's basically what it was. It really was that kind of support and backing that, you know, obviously a few had to, you know, cancel contracts and whatever with right. as far as one-offs and things, but I'm in majority hung on and, and we just backdated, you know, back end their contract with, with um, what they had paid and we just right. continued on from there. So Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Now, if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own gym. So you've been in the game for a bit now, seven years, and you've been through a global pandemic and your doors are still open. So pretty amazing. Um, so if you could provide a, a piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own facility, doing their own thing, working for themselves, what would that be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I know it is. There's so many yeah, things along the way. There is a lot. I, I honestly think the biggest thing is just to be open-minded with change. There's a lot of change that has happened since, uh, you know, day one that we opened, um, not just in facility, but with systems that we've had, um, people as far as, you know, our trainers, um, you know, just being open to change and, and understand there's going to be the ups and the downs. Um, and there's a lot of things that you have to be ready for that, it's not just about training. <laughs> There's lots of other things that you have to do as far as a business owner. You're wearing about 10, 12 hats, um, you know, daily. And it's, yes. you, you just kind of have to understand that it, um, as much as you love the train, you have to love the back end of the business um, or it's, it's just not going to work. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely something that gets lost, especially in the beginning. You know, a lot of people open their own facilities because they like training you know they want to do their own thing they want to work for themselves but a lot of times it's really not thought of as a business initially and you kind of forget that you know you do have to focus on the numbers and you are going to be wearing many many hats you know and at the end of the day when you've been on the floor training for 12 hours the last thing that you want to do is sit down and come up with um content for social media and look at sit down and look at the numbers and your projections and where you're going for the month and you know what what the plan is for generating cash or you know whatever it might be but a lot of the time those things are just kind of overlooked and forgotten about and it's like okay i'm just going to train people all day you know and ideally that would be great but that's just not the way that it works and right. you know your be your point to um being open-minded is huge. That's something that I say all the time, you know, being willing to adapt because the industry is constantly changing. So something that maybe you want to do that you think will be great might not be. And sometimes it's kind of hard to accept that and be willing to adapt to what people currently are looking for, you know, whether you like that thing or not, essentially, you know, sometimes you, you got to go where the industry goes and, do what pays the bills. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 100%. All right. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can find us at Perfect Shape Fitness. 
um, at both Instagram or Facebook. Um, haven't really dived into Twitter too much, um, but that's our, just our main two as far as what we really focus on. All right. Awesome. So Tim from Perfect Shape Fitness in Lockport, Illinois. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. It is your host, Jenna, and I am here with Ryan Gillespie from Peak Athletics out of Wilmington, North Carolina. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great now. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Awesome. Thank you, first of all, for volunteering as tribute. Um, I promise today we'll, we'll make it as smooth as possible. Um, so my first question for you is, how did you know um, it was the right time to go into this industry and open up a facility? Well, it kind of fell into my lap a little bit. Um, originally, I when I first moved to North Carolina, I was working in the corporate wellness world and actually working for a, a, a company that had um, multiple locations, gyms, personal trainers, but really kind of focusing on the wellness of their employees. And then they went into a bit of a, uh, a different direction as far as their company's concerned. And uh, my whole department basically got gutted and I lost my job. So um, I started working for a for-profit facility that um, kind of was very similar to kind of what I'm doing now. But um, at, at the time, that was unfortunately falling apart. And it literally just kind of like fell into my lap that me and a couple other um, partners, when we started Peak Athletics, were like, we sat down, we're like, hey, like we already have these clients that love working with us. We have, uh, you know, a, a good base uh, and a good starting point. We have some people that are willing to back us that are willing to kind of invest in, in getting us started. Let's do it. And so Peak Athletics formed. Um, we, we opened our doors originally in November of 2017. Nice. Um, the business was actually formed in July of that year. So we kind of saw the writing on the wall originally and we're like, hey, if we're going to do this, we need to do it now. We need to do it right. Right. Um, let's take a few months and, 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 you know, we kind of had a plan already. We, we created a business plan ahead of time. We made sure that, you know, everything was, was kind of like, okay, this is doable. We can do this. And then when, when it hit the fan, we're like, okay, we, we flipped the switch and said, okay, peak athletics is on and, and we're, we're going, we had to find a new space, unfortunately, but, um, where we're at now, we've been here four years. Um, we're we're doing much better now, um, but it's you know we'll, I'm sure that we'll talk a little bit about that as we go forward. But yeah. to get started, it was definitely uh, 
do it or not do it. Like we had to make that decision. Um, yeah. so there was no really waiting, like to like play it out. Like we had to make that decision and, and, and do it then. Yeah. Like a very much so just like pull the trigger, get comfortable with the uncomfortable type of yeah. moment. Like, <laughs> <No let's, doubt. laughs> yeah. Let's just get after it. Okay, cool. So you've been in business and in the game since 2017. So, you know, as you and I both know, everything with the pandemic, typically I don't like to, to bring the pandemic up because I, I know some people kind of want to move forward from it. Right. But um, it, it, there's very much so still a ripple effect of it. People are still experiencing things that are on top of their own hardships in, in their life. Um, but kind of walk me through some of the challenges that you faced, you know, post COVID and overcame as being a business owner. Yeah, well, when COVID hit here in North Carolina and we got shut down in March of, of uh, 2020, we pivoted immediately. I knew that we had, um, you know, at least to, to a short window, but we were using an online training tool at the time that we basically said, okay, we're going to build all our group classes. We're going to build all our you know personal training programs, multiple training programs into that so that if people aren't willing to come to us or, uh, you know, cause we really started like, okay, we can go outside. We're, we're March in the South. It's, it's good weather. Right. You know, we can, we can pivot and move all our stuff outside. There's a local um, park nearby to us that we could use. Um, but we also pivoted and went, did a lot of programming online. Um, so people could do their workouts from their home and they still felt comfortable paying us for that service. So, um, but a lot of the, the, the real money that we survived to get through it really came from my clients allowing me to load up my car every morning and come to their house or go to a local park and, and train their, their athletes or kids or, or themselves. So we yeah. deal like our, our demographic is um, a little bit more athletic based. Um, we have adult, you know, for group classes and I do train adults. Um, but for the most part, we train middle school, high school, college athletes and so that's kind of you know in that that window like you know everything shut down so colleges shut down kids were home high school shut down kids were home so they were still going to school online but they had time in their day that I could meet them at their house and take an hour and knock out a workout or yeah. um, meet me at the local park and and knock out a workout so um, I had very loyal clients that allowed me to to do that and that's how we survived really nice cool okay yeah that's awesome and I think COVID kind of pushed a lot of people to get super creative um and and have to dabble in things that they never really thought they would have to and now it's like the virtual realm of things or you know um going to people's houses or whatever it may be is pretty normal now i feel like at this point in time yeah so um, i think a lot of garage gyms popped up during that time frame they sure did. absolutely <laughs> Where you couldn't get like home gym equipment forever because no. everything was sold you know bought up in the heartbeat so yeah a lot of that that happened and then you know everybody had great ideas and we're like okay i want to you know work out at home but what do I do? And so they were still looking for us as experts of like programming. And, right. and this is, you know, they're not motivated. Sometimes they weren't motivated to do it themselves. They look out in their garage, they're like, probably should be doing that, but I really don't have a plan. So we kind of help them with the plan. 
Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is, is having a plan um, and not just like aimlessly walking around. I think that can definitely hinder progress as far as the workout world goes. So what I want to do, I want to kind of touch on you, what you're doing as far as for like your adults, general population. Um, how many current members do you have that are within that realm in your facility? Uh, in the adult realm, we probably have about 30, um, but we're a small facility. So we don't like our group classes are no more than 10 people. Um, so we are very focused on making sure that they get a very personalized experience in our group classes. Um, and then also, you know, kind of personal training clients in that as well. Um, the other about 50 to 60 are, are younger athletes, you know, that, that okay. for training sessions or we do group classes for, for athletes. Um, so Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So with your 30 current clients um, that are dabbling in like the general population adult classes, um, why that specific number? Is, is, is it a number that you're looking to improve? or? Grow? I'm definitely looking to improve that. Yeah, that, that has always been probably one of my lagging numbers. Like we see more people on the athletic side because just of word of mouth and, you know, their friends see them working out here and they want to do it the same thing. Um, on the group side, on the adult side, um, there's just a lot of competition in that world. There's a ton. And there's, yeah. you know, from the from the bigger corporate names um, to some, you know, very established, you know, niche group class, you know, places um, here in Wilmington. I don't know why. I mean, we're we're a small town, small city. Let's say um, I can count on probably my hands and feet how many you know niche group class gyms there are within the fifteen miles of me. <laughs> so. Yeah, There's quite a few. And and I totally get that. And I think, you know, and I like, I talk to a lot of gym owners in a day and I hear, I hear something similar to that often. And, you know, I think when it comes to a corporate level, it's like, well, you guys are not a corporate facility, so you can't even really compare to that. But I think when it comes to those more niche facilities, like you, you being surrounded by a lot of those, I think it's just like, if you want to compare it to personal training, you know, not everyone's going to suit best with a particular coach you know they may have to go through three or four until they right. find someone that they're like yeah this really fits me and my personality and my lifestyle so i think it's the same thing with a facility you know that it's about that culture it's about what value you bring you know for that overall longevity of people you know wanting to stick around and i think that um sometimes there's a connection lost it's almost more about like let's try to flood a ton of people in and we like forget about what additional ways could we serve our current members, you know, our current clients, what more, like what value could we continue to bring to them? Um, so with that being said, with your adult classes, um, or I guess the general population realm, is there anything else you're, you're doing with them to bring that overall value to the group? Well, I mean, we, I think we, as an industry, always want people to have success and, and, you know, feel like, um, you know, they, they're improving, but that family atmosphere. So I think from a, from a standpoint now, again, post COVID, 
it's been challenging to do kind of this stuff, but like having, uh, you know, one of our clients host us a, a fun social on a weekend, you know, invite all our clients to it and just make it feel like very family like. So we did that pre COVID um, and it was very successful. And just having that group of people feel like we're, we're more than just a gym to them. Um, right. This is something that they love hearing about. Oh, so and so had a baby, and so and so had a you know graduated, and then they love hearing those stories of you know uh, our clients having success in their lives, and bringing them together in a social atmosphere has been key to kind of retain them. I mean, we have people that you know are with us from the early days and haven't changed. Like they, right. they're like, we're not going anywhere. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's awesome. For so sure. that, that helps. Um, and then it's just, you know, slowly bringing new people into that and making them feel the same. Um, yeah, for and sure. Not feeling like they're, they're coming in from the outside. Like we have many clients that when we see a new person come in for a group class, they're like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, they're, they're very welcoming and trying to find out like actually a little bit more about them personally to kind of right. connect. Uh, yeah. it's not just like, Hey, and you know, get in the workout, a little wave, right? Yeah, they, talk, they, they, they hang out in between our, our rounds of exercises. They're like, Oh my God, you did awesome with that. I can't believe yeah. I, I had a hard time doing 12 pounds on that. Like, um, right. You know, like just yeah. making that connection. And it's more than just us as trainers doing that. We try obviously, but it's different coming from your clients like that that makes them feel more welcome. And obviously we want to do the same. We want them to feel welcome with us and comfortable with us as, as trainers um, and a facility. But ultimately, if they feel like they're making friends at the gym, that's, that's critical. Yeah, for sure. You can't beat having good like camaraderie and connection, you know, between people for sure. That's, that's so important. If you don't have that, you know, it's, you don't really, what do you yeah. have? You have to and I say it, it facilitates it easier when you have like, I want to say fewer people in the room, but when you, when you get 20, 30 people in the room, like a lot of times those people go unnoticed, you know, they come in, they try it, they leave, you know, uh, the, maybe the trainer will be like, or the instructor will be like, Hey, there, there's a new face. I want to make sure that I talk to them. Um, but a lot of times the people in the room are like, Hey, I'm just coming in for that, that workout and, and getting out of here. Um, yeah. So, sure. but I mean, everybody has their, their thing that they want. Some people are want like, Nope, I'm just here for a workout. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. You, you do have those people for sure. So let's swing back around to, I know that you are wanting to grow, you know, you're like, yeah, for sure. Like I want to excel past that 30 clients within that adult, you know, class. What is a number that stands out to you that will that's a goal. What is a, a goal for those classes? Goal for me for the adult group classes um, would be probably close to a hundred. If I can get that hundred, you know, people participating in our group classes, that means to me that a, you know, obviously I have to add more classes. Um, B, if there's a, um, I want to say a uh, a need to make sure that people sign up ahead of time there's like 
there's a chance that you might not get in because you don't sign up ahead of time. Like, right. Like you know, almost there's, there's that. scarcity, like, you know, almost like people want to feel a part of that probably more so because they, they wouldn't be able to maybe at that point in time. Right. Yeah. I just want to feel like the, there's a, I don't know that I'm, I'm missing the word, but ultimately like uh, I, I need to get, get there and sign up or I'm not going to be able to get a spot. To be a part of it. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. And some, I, I feel like that's almost like, a yeah, like having FOMO, which is like fear of yeah. missing out. Like right. that fear of like, Oh, I don't want to miss out on this. This like, right. Exactly. I'd love to get to that point. And, and I'm doing some things now to try to like, obviously drum up more business. Um, we use a, a software system that is integrated in a couple of different um, niche ways of getting new people in the door. So um, I know, you know, not so much here, but I, I've seen a little bit of more in some of the big cities, but we're a, a town that, um, that a lot of people come on vacation to. So in the summertime, we get a lot of like guests for a week. Right. Um, so there's a, a software we use uh, MindBody as our management software. Right. And, mm -hmm. and ultimately, they're, they've integrated with a, another group called ClassPass. And that ClassPass can be used anywhere across the country. And so we've had, we just signed up recently for that. And we've had our new first client come in. They were here for Thanksgiving for a week visiting their parents. Right. And they had ClassPass um, um, where they lived in Seattle. So they were here on vacation. They came every day during that week. And then we just get paid by ClassPass for their visits. Um, and they search us out in their, in the, the software, you know, that they can, oh, these are gyms that participate in that. And those are the ones I can go to. Yeah. So um, we're, we're participating in that. There's a, another um, software called NIFT, uh, N-I-F-T, that actually gives out gifts to people from other businesses that are local and one of our like our three class pass is one of the gifts that they can choose and then those people then choose that gift it's free to them and then they come in try a class and it's my job then to sell them on saying yeah i mean i i can also that it goes in return where i can actually give gifts to my clients um, to local businesses in our area as well. Um, yeah, so it's like an incentive. It's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a member appreciation. I kind of view it as, um, mm -hmm. where I can give gifts for, you know, for their birthday, for anniversaries, for hitting certain class milestones. They, they do a 50 classes. I can initiate a gift to them and they get an email with a selection of gifts to local businesses they can choose from and they pick it and, and try it out. Um, where those other businesses that are participating in it as well actually can give gifts to their loyal clients. And then one of my gifts could be on the list that they, they give. Um, and then, you know, so that's, that's starting to generate some traction right now. Um, okay. And it basically gives me leads. Um, For sure. For now, like I have a list of 16 people that I have to contact that have selected my gift. And now it's my job to bring them in. Um, okay. so, yeah, that's interesting for sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a, a different way to do it and very incentive based and, you know, kind of like a, 
not necessarily a call to action, but I mean, there's a, there's a an incentive out of it. So that's, yeah. and it gives me a, a good hard lead because they wouldn't have selected the gift if they weren't interested in it. Exactly. They're not just going to like, they didn't just give them a gift to my business. They selected it from a list. Right. Okay. So, yeah. That makes total sense for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm doing to help kind of grow the, the group class side of things. Um, and obviously word of mouth, we're, we, we give out a, a referral um, program benefit. So like, for example, if they, if one of our clients brings in somebody, their, their next class pass, you know, monthly due or whatever um, is 50% off that next month. Um, if okay. they bring somebody in that, that buys something equivalent to, to that. Cool. So, yeah. and, and how many, so from that referral based program, that word of mouth, how many new faces do you think you're seeing monthly? Oh, probably, I mean, two to three from that. I mean, again, because I'm only dealing with like a small group of people that are referring. So as that brings up, as, as my as my group class grows, then I'll get more referrals. If you know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Something I want to touch on there with that, because mostly what you're doing is more on like a organic scale. Yeah. So have you, have you thought about dabbling into more of the paid advertisement world to kind of, I guess, speed up the flow of that Foster. Yeah, well, I'm advertising on Yelp um, at the moment, and that has brought me more personal training clients than actually group class participants. Okay. Um, so I definitely have gotten, I mean, we've probably been advertising on Yelp about four months now and actually doing paid advertising with, with them. And I would say it's probably brought me about 10 clients in the door. Um, so within that four month span. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do some advertising with the local university. UNCW is right around the corner from us. And, and we do some uh, online and, um, you know, paper advertising with them. We're on their baseball schedule. Their baseball team's very highly ranked. And so we advertise on their schedules. Um, and so in hopes that, you know, the baseball community, um, whether it's parents or kids, um, see us and, and inquire um, about that. So that's, we do a little bit of that. I've done like Google advertising and stuff like that. And I've gotten zero success from that. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe I'm just not doing it right. I'm not a marketing person. Um, right, but very possible, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very, very possible that, you know, somebody that's more knowledgeable that I can, you know, pay a service to, to kind of do that. Um, I've looked into some other, you know, uh, lead generators and I just haven't pulled the trigger on that kind of stuff yet. Right. Um, but, um, right now, uh, I'm kind of like seeing what's working. Um, if these like NIST gift or some of the other things have, have kind of gotten me like some traction, yeah. um, then we'll see kind of where that goes. But. I, I don't want to try to do too many things at one time. That's the one thing I don't want to do. Um, yeah. And I think that's a very valid point to, I mean, I mean, any business owner is like, you don't want to be jumping ship too soon on anything before it can't, before you even get to see the success. But I think it's, it is truly about, you know, similar to kind of you pulled the trigger on the location and it was kind of like a, 
you know, like you just kind of knew it was the right choice to make. And I think it's similar with any mentor, like any, anybody that comes in your life, as far as like a mentor, coaching programs, a marketing agency, I think you get that feeling when you know, okay, it's kind of time to, to move forward and let's continue to grow and evolve. So yeah. yeah there's one, um, one service that's here locally in Wilmington that's run through a radio station that we tried as well. And it really didn't give me much traction either. It was called Save 30. And the, and Save 30 basically was like, you go onto the, their website and um, you basically it's 30% off of whatever service that you're advertising on that. And, okay. and what that does is the money then doesn't necessarily come to me. It actually goes to the radio station for my future advertising. Um, okay. But a lot of times the only people that actually bought it were my current clients. <laughs> so that's not helping generate new clients. You guys are already here. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like still servicing them and not getting money for it. Um, it's getting me some money towards advertising, but it really didn't have any traction whatsoever with that. It got us nowhere. Now it did get us some up front and center when we first launched it. They actually did a whole like hour long interview for us on their, on, on the radio station. Okay, nice. Um, we got some online advertising through that right away. Um, but it got us nothing as far as like a return, um, on right. that. So, um, so there's definitely things I've tried and, and have not been successful with, um, with advertising. And so I'm hoping that kind of what I'm doing now is going to get me more hard leads to bring new people in the door. And I, yeah, for sure. I think, I yeah, think it's getting there. It's not there yet. I, I, I've not passed judgment on the, on what we're doing yet, but I think and in a whole, like you just have to continue to, to reinvent what you're what you're doing um exactly. not get stuck in a rut of doing the same thing exactly. um, and expecting different results <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly okay so next thing i i, I want to transition into here is you know um what is a, a goal that you have you know within the next six months to a year um if everything's kind of in the the perfect place where would you like to shift focus to well, I want to get back to training more teams. Um, that was my really big thing pre-pandemic. Um, we were the strength conditioning, you know, facility for Cape Fear Community College, which is a, a local community college, but they have high-level sports teams. Their teams go to nationals uh, every year for basketball, men's and women's. Women's soccer went to nationals this year. Um, they're high-level. They recruit kids that maybe didn't make it at D1 programs, but you know, they need to go to community college and, and kind of get their grades up, but they're high level athletes and they right. then will go back to a four year school. So we, we were training them pre pandemic. So I want to get back to that. The pandemic definitely put a big, you know, big X on training a lot of team based programs. Um, same thing with local soccer clubs. Like we, we had a verbal agreement with a, the biggest soccer club here in Wilmington which had thousands and thousands of kids that participated and, and the pandemic hit. And that just took a big freaking X mark on that. So um, I want to get back to that. Um, I think if we get through, you know, this year of their seasons and really kind of focus um, this coming summer on hitting the fall, like really crushing um, that and, um, and get back to being kind of like who we are in the community, like teams look to us to do strength conditioning. 
Right. Um, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my long-term goal of being those people and whether, you know, and again, if we, if we do that and do it well, you know, I'm hiring more trainers, I'm hiring more people. Yeah, um, exactly. We, we see a lot of um, interns. We have UNCW. They have a very strong exercise science program. We get interns from them every semester. Um, I want to be able to say to UNCW that we will hire your people. Like, right. We, you know, so when, you know, give me your best and brightest, I will hire them yeah. um, to be the strength conditioning specialist for here in Wilmington. Because a lot of times they're churning out people and there's not enough jobs here in Wilmington to, to, for them to stay. And yeah. so they have to leave and go to Raleigh or go to Charlotte or, you know, wherever um, to, to kind of get that, that bigger population. But I want to be able to, to do that. And even UNCW, I mean, uh, Cape Fear Community College has now an associate's program in, in exercise science. And, and so we'll probably see some of interns from them as well. And then that's a feeder program for the UNCW four-year program. So nice. it's... Uh, there's a there's a good base of, of people that I can pull from into that if we can kind of like get back to being the the place of choice for for strength conditioning for athletes and teams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's an awesome goal, and that sounds very fun as well. Like to oh, so much fun. Work with athletes. and it and it really comes down to like we can go to them, so it's not like um, yeah, yes, we want them inside the our facility and, and but you're not speed. limited to the space we're not no we're not we helps. we can like do speed agility training at their practice sessions we can do whatever that you know they need um we can we could then provide it to them um i would yeah. just to hire people yeah i can't do it all myself you can't um, nope that's yeah that's a very valid point awesome well ryan what i want to since we're kind of nearing the end here I have one final question for you that I like to ask everybody. Um, and that is, if you could go back five years, what is something you would tell yourself or prevent anything? Ooh, that is a tough question. <laughs> You're my, like, life has, uh, <laughs> my life has, has uh, been a freaking roller coaster for the last five years, honestly. I mean, I... Or any piece of advice for anybody listening. Um, if this is what you love to do, like obviously go for it, but keep, keep your life, keep your personal life in perspective. This job, this, this owning a business is hard. It, it is a lot of hours. I, I, it, it doesn't turn off. My brain is always on how to do better, grow the business, texting clients. I mean, it, you need to learn to to delegate and to uh, take a break from it. Um, not saying like there's that's probably the number one thing that I if five years ago that's probably number one. Um, yeah. Keep keep your personal life, your family priority. The the business will come. Um, but keep the, keep your personal and family life private. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love that. I can agree with that for sure. I think it's sometimes, you know, especially in the fitness industry, um, it's a very competitive people are, you know, you have that 
you have that urge for, for personal development and growth. And, you know, so pairing that already with being a business owner, you know, I can imagine that there there's times where the wheels just don't stop. You know, your brain doesn't stop things, keep you up at night, you know, whatever it may be. So I can get behind that. And I think that's great advice is to, you know, delegate, take a step back, enjoy your life. Um, super important, but Ryan, first of all, it was a pleasure having you today. Um, go ahead and do yourself a favor and let the listeners know where they can find you on social media. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and so it's peak athletics NC. So, um, that's where we're located on both, um, those platforms. Um, my personal, I have a LinkedIn account as well, Ryan Gillespie. Um, and, um, yeah, my, my, my personal pages are actually um, public as well because I've went through a very um, bad accident um, that almost died. So my story is definitely unique. Um, and that was right after the pandemic, broke my neck in six places and had to have my neck fused. And literally the only reason I'm here is I'm blessed to be alive and still help people. And and my fitness before it happened, but I, I made my story public. I use my story to motivate others. I've talked to other groups that might have needed that little extra push um, and tell them that they're not alone and they can do it and, and don't give up on themselves. And so um, if people can, you know, search me out personally, some of it, some of that story is on my business pages, but my personal pages have that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that would be, something good for our listeners to dabble in. Um, obviously that's like not a great thing to happen to you, right? Like it, you know, we were already kind of going through everything with the pandemic and then that happened and, you know, I'm sure that was a lot at once, but I think it does go to show, um, that you're just never fully prepared for, for what could happen to you, someone in your family. Um, I mean, literally anything. So no, but kudos I told myself this is not going to stop me and I continue to push through that every single day and yeah. um, I'm very motivated to get back to 100% and continue to build the business and, and use my story as, as, a, as a sounding board for others that you know, if they want help, we're here to help them. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then our website is peakathleticsnc.com and you can look us up and see our group classes and personal training and all that stuff on there. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely, guys. Check them out for sure. So Gym Lords, I hope you guys gained some value from today's episode. And if you liked what you heard today, um, you can like and subscribe on all of your listening platforms. If you want to take it a step further from there and be our next guest, fill out the application form below. Again, Ryan Gillespie from Peak Athletics in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was a pleasure. And Gym Lords, we will catch you on the flip side. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic Tedham, here with my guest, Grant Murchison, owner of Kick House in Eldersburg, Maryland. How are you today, sir? <laughs> hey, Dominic. I'm doing quite well. Perfect. Same here. I'm living the dream, man. This is uh, great for me talking to gym owners all day, every day. Uh, so I want to hear about you. I want to hear about Kick House. Tell us about your business model, what it is you do down there in Eldersburg. Well, Kickhouse, it is a uh, boutique fitness studio concept uh, with a martial arts-based fitness program. Um, it is a, um, it, it's just a fun, fast-paced workout. Um, and it's, uh, but it, you know, it's not a staunchy karate dojo by, by any stretch of the imagination. We have the music going, um, and, uh, we, we keep it fun. We keep it fast paced. Um, but even though we do keep it fun, you, you get a, a tremendous workout. People are burning on average, anywhere 300, 900 calories a class, depending on, you know, what they're, what they're putting into it. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely, um, it's the right workout for a lot of people. And, and that's what's fun about the boutique fitness studio concept is you, you have an opportunity to find what it is that gets you moving. And so for a lot of people, it's it's being able to take out their frustrations from the day from punching and kicking a heavy bag. Yeah, yeah, that um, that's a, a great way to um, tire yourself out completely and, <laughs> uh, and get out some of that, whatever it is, frustration, anxiety, stress, all, all comes out and the heavy bag never calls the cops on you, which is super cool. It is, it is very true. And it, you know, it's fine. That's one of the main reasons people say they sign up with us is it's just the stress relief of it. It's just, it just feels good to punch and kick something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in my background with some of our CrossFit gyms and things like that, we had, we had members who got that, but then, sometimes wanted that extra and and I would a lot of times kind of refer them to different martial arts facilities and like you don't have to just do this like it does feel really good to punch and kick things sometimes you just, <laughs> you just don't want a criminal record for it so totally cool I love that love the model um, I know that your background came from um, another fitness franchise um, that had you know had had a similar aspect to it but you saw the opportunity you know, you got into the, the kick house, you know, you became an owner franchisee of that. What were the biggest opportunities, biggest areas where you thought you could apply your experience that drew you to kick house and, and where do you see that going? Cause I know it's a, a relatively new franchise. So it's cool to hear people getting on the ground floor. So what are you excited about? What are the things that drew you to it? Well, what's really good about kick house is that it's, uh, awarded us an opportunity to do a variety of different things um, with a, the previous concept that we were with. It was really one format of classes. Uh, you were limited on the option membership options of which you could sell people. Um, and, and it was, that was pretty much it. People would come in, take a class and you try to sell them a year membership. 
and not everybody wanted a year membership and, and we have trainers that want to do more things. And so um, we have several different class formats that we, uh, we do now. Um, we have our kickstart class, which is the uh, 30 minute workout. Uh, that's for people who, who just want a 30 minute workout, or it's just, it's a great introduction class for people. Uh, our classic kick, which is a 45 minute workout. Um, and that's uh, the majority of our, our class schedule. Uh, we have a kick recovery class, which is a yoga-based workout, um, which, which is a really great workout. It starts off with some dynamic stretching, then it goes into four very light backgrounds uh, without all of the body weight conditioning in between, and then an extended yoga session. Um, and then uh, some other, we haven't expanded beyond that, but other kick houses have expanded into uh, kick and beats, which is a, a dance-based kickboxing class. Um, power kick, which is extended bag rounds and, and power rounds. Um, and so it's, uh, it's awarded us an opportunity to, to bring a lot of different things uh, along with the ability to do personal training, which we weren't allowed to do before. Um, and even do things like, Hey, let's try a kettlebell class. We'll do that or, or do real, uh, one-on-one -on -one Muay Thai training. We were able to do that. And so it's, um, it, it's, along with being able to sell different types of membership options from drop-ins to uh, four classes a month, eight classes a month or unlimited classes. There's, there's a lot more options now and it's, it's, um, it's, it's worked out very well. So a lot of, a lot of freedom and flexibility to spread your wings, mm -hmm. but let you maintain at least a methodology or execution that you are already familiar with a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, it's, okay. it's yeah, it's still, you know, a, a kickboxing, uh, based workout. And so it's, um, it's, uh, but you know, we can, we can shimmy around and do a lot of different things and, and try to just bring more value to our members. Cool. Cool. So you, uh, you hopped into this thing right before that little pandemic that I've heard a lot about over the last uh, year and a half, almost two years now. Right. <laughs> Has it been that long? Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's been, it's dog years. <laughs> Pandemic years are dog years for sure. So, you know, it's a burning question. Everybody wants to know, like, where, where, what did your business look like before the pandemic? And now, you know, I don't, we can't call it post pandemic, but what does it look like? How has it changed? Has it affected your model, your execution, uh, membership? What, what have those things looked like uh, as a result of the, uh, the big Corona? It, uh, the big Corona, <laughs> the new big C, um, right. it, it actually has, uh, it affected everything. <laughs> it affected absolutely everything. Um, we actually uh, reduced the number of heavy bags that we keep out on the mat. So we make sure that we have a eight to nine feet apart from each bag. Um, it's uh, affected membership. I mean, we, people for the first month or so kind of held on and, and held with us, but, but really we, we lost about two thirds of our members. Um, and it's been slow coming back ever since, um, coming back gradually, but, but very slow. And, and it's, um, it, it's definitely affected, uh, I think marketing in general. Um, you asked that it's, um, I, I found that just reaching people in maybe conventional ways that, that worked before it doesn't quite work the same. Um, having a, like, like for instance, a, a, a one class free trial promo, um, set up through a click funnel. It's, um, 
it's not generating the same number of leads that it would have in the past. Um, it's, uh, it's brought a lot of, uh, I like the phrase, uh, window lickers <laughs> to the door. Like people just kind of click on it and they just want to kind of look in a little bit, but they don't really want to leave the house and come out and try that free class. Um, and so we went with that, uh, with, with that one class free promo for a while. And it, 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 uh, it really, I mean, we're talking like maybe only getting like 50 to 60 new leads a month. And that's actually bringing only in like maybe five to six people at most to come in and try a class. So, you know, on top of that, it's probably generating only, you know, two members, three members out of that. And so it's, um, which, I mean, I guess, you know, that's what they say. The numbers are accurate for that. If you're, you're going to get 10% of the people to come in. Um, but it's, uh, it's not enough to rebuild a business after COVID. And so we recently switched over to, um, well, actually, I think Jim Launch invented it, the, uh, the six-week challenge, uh, six-week weight loss challenge promo. And, and that's actually been able to, to get people in the door, um, I think, more than just saying, hey, come out and try a class. Um, and I think that's probably, my guess, just in talking to people, is the fact that you're, you're looking at the average person over COVID has put on 29 pounds. And so it's, it's really, uh, it's hitting people right now. <laughs> a lot of people still working at home. Um, they have a little bit of flexibility with their schedule. We have 33 classes on the schedule a week. There's always something that works for them to come in. Um, and they're like, I got to get out of the house. I got to do something. I, I definitely have to get this 29 pounds off. Um, and so that's, uh, that's over the last you know, month or so, switching into that being our, our, our new marketing focus um, has, has worked out well for us. And we've been able to, uh, to generate some new members and, and you know, hopefully keep them on for the long haul. Awesome. Awesome. So you, you kind of already led into this. So I, I'm curious, even more so now, are you the one doing the marketing? Are you in there, you know, putting ads on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, that sort of thing, or have you, is it outsourced or somebody on your staff? It's a, com a combination of a lot of things. <laughs> the, uh, the six week challenge is actually outsourced at the moment. Um, I, I've taken into learning how to build click funnels and I've <laughs> learned, uh, um, setting up Google ads, um, trying, you know, our own introductory offer something with a little more teeth to it. Uh, um, five classes for $55 plus a free pair of boxing gloves and hand wraps. Try to get people to come in more than once, try to get them hooked. Um, and still try to, I mean, really it's, it's, you know, almost, almost anything to, to try to get them to come in the door. Um, along with the conventional stuff, of course, you know, going out in the community, trying to reach out to, to businesses. A lot of other businesses have been impacted. You know, you're, 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 I don't think beauty salon's the right term anymore. Your your day spa, your uh, <laughs> uh, your massage therapist. I mean, everybody across the board uh, where there was genuine interaction with other people has been hit by it. And so we, of course, we've been been trying to to work with our greater community at large and 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 do what we can to get people in the door. Gotcha. So you're you got multiple fishing poles in the water at any given time. You're not just relying on any one channel you you're in the yeah. in the know as far as i i can't i can't be dependent on one thing because if it goes away i'm, I'm screwed 
I, I, you can't. <laughs> I don't. But I don't even know if that's COVID. I don't. I think it's just in no, general. No, no, it's not COVID. That's just that's just business in 2021, and probably has been for a while. But even more so now because the world's so connected. It's so small because of social media, and you know people are inundated with so many things that if you're not if you're not everywhere, you're almost nowhere. Right, and it's. And you got, it's yeah, definitely being active on social media as well. I mean, it's, I, I still think it's, yes, I, I think the social media is, it's just the cornerstone. I mean, you can, you can exactly target what your demographic is going to be and, and, and try to go in that direction with your advertising in a given area. So it's, it's no longer just putting up a billboard and hoping for the best. And so you can actually find ways to reach out to people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you kind of, uh, every time you answer a question, you go into the next natural thing that I'm, I'm curious about and, and making my job real easy here today, Grant. So you already touched on it a little bit. So the sales process, when people come in for you is, you know, you have, you have kickboxing fitness, a couple of different flavors of it, but you have that. So your main offerings when people come in, are there, they're either doing some sort of challenge or you have like a, a multiple workout pack. Is there any type for your execution? Is there any type of fitness assessment, body measurements, um, you know, real consultative approach to when people come in? Or is it more of let's get them to try it and get hooked and then see what we can layer on? You know, it, if they're coming in, specifically due to the six week challenge, six week weight loss challenge, then, then yes, there, there is um, a full sit down consultation and analysis um, and trying to figure out where they are, how they got there <laughs> and, and where they're going. Um, but, but generally it's more of a, a case by case basis and, and getting to know people. And I think that's why I think my own personal opinion coming out of the pandemic, a, a boutique fitness studio is going to be better suited for coming out of the pandemic than a big box gym, just because there is that personal one-on-one -on -one interaction. We do get to know our members. Um, and the fact that we, we do figure out what it is they're trying to accomplish and, and find ways to get there, whether it, you know, it's, it's setting up a certain number of classes for week, getting them to sign up for personal training, um, helping them out with their nutrition, you know, find out what you, know, you can work out anywhere. We all know it's what you eat. <laughs> and, sure. and so it's, uh, and, and so it's, it, it's, it's a constant learning process for, for a lot of people. And so it's, we, we work with them. We try to, we definitely try to make their lives better and, and get to know them. Yeah, absolutely. So in your model, in the, in the, the kick house setup, does it allow or, I shouldn't say allow because it sounds like you have a lot of freedom, but what's the ability to do? I know you can fit 15 people in a class. Does it, does it make sense for people to do personal training, semi-private training in that model, or is it really strictly just bread and butter group classes? Oh, it definitely makes sense for people. Um, it's uh, well, bread and butter is always going to be the group class, but mm -hmm. the, um, for people trying to to you know hit their fitness goals it's it's really there's a it, there's not a lot of uh, i mean well, what i've been able to do is you know specifically you know having kettlebell classes um getting more resistance training in with people 
um, and uh, getting the, the benefits of, of that as well, doing functional strength training, um, you know, being able to pull some battle ropes out. Um, I don't think we're ever going to, unless we knock down a wall or something, we're not going to be having a, a squat rack in there anytime soon. And so really it's, it's going to be, you know, going with the functional strength training and, you know, what we're able to do within the, uh, the kickboxing classes themselves. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I'm always interested to see how people build a better mousetrap or work around things where we know, like you said, nutrition is huge and you're offering that and doing some type of movement more than whatever people are doing, which is usually nothing is good, but there's always that, that niche, that ability, there's people, there's needy people like me who always want more attention and who, you know, want to work with a trainer or one on four or one on three or whatever. So it's good to see that you at least have figured out some ways to adapt that and, and work it in where it's possible. So right. the, uh, the other, the elephant in the room always for me with, with these types of niche models is, is retention, you know, because it, it can be repetitive. I know you have some different sort of classes and fitness consumers tend to be pretty fickle as it is. And then you have this thing that's really, really cool, but how do you work retention? You know, how, how closely do you track it? You know, how much are you looking at how long people stay with you, your monthly turnover, and how do you combat it in, in a facility, a model like yours? Well, yeah, it's kind of the old, you know, business saying it's, it's, it's a lot easier to keep a client than it is to get a new one. And so, um, retention is, it is a big thing. And it's um, really one of our primary focuses right now. And what we have been able to do to help keep people focused, because there is an element of, of being repetitive with the workout. Um, but it's, when you make it an, an event to come work out, it, it changes things. Um, and so every class is, it's a production. And so, you know, we, we have music going and we have it, uh, all, we put together, you know, different types of, you know, we, I, I, did a, I did a class on just the other day, we called it Tush Tuesday. Or actually, I started calling it the pumpkin patch class. And then everybody <laughs> thinks this is October and everybody changed it to Tush Tuesday. It was all lower body focused, just changing things up, keeping it interesting. Um, as far as retention, we, we do things like um, a, a class club. We have uh, giant stickers up uh, along one of our walls for 25, 50, 75, 100, 300, and 500. And every time you, um, and you have your name that you get to design your own label for, put it up on the wall. And every time you move up doing classes, you get prizes. Um, we have a, uh, a, a, a four punch card where people get to, uh, every time they come to a class for the week, they come to four classes in a week, they get to spin Grant's Wheel of Fun and win a prize, which might be just an energy drink from the refrigerator, or it could be a t-shirt. Um, I always say free car, free car, but there's not really a car on there. Um, <laughs> Matchbox. Matchbox. <laughs> That's what I'll probably end up doing. But, um, but it's it's con and right now we're having a, a referral giveaway where it's, uh, we have a, a custom pair of, um, painted gloves and a Kindle fire and you get raffle tickets. Every time you come to a class, you bring a friend to class, you get a raffle ticket. That friend signs up for a membership. You get five raffle tickets. We're running that for a month. Um, and so it's, there's constantly something going on. Um, Halloween. I, 
I well, I did it more for me. I bought a giant blow up Pikachu costume, and uh, I was I was promoting our Halloween class with that. Um, besides, I thought it just looked hysterical having a giant blow up Pikachu costume, and so it was. Um, there's just <laughs> it, it, you got to keep people interested, and that's I, I think that's anywhere. I mean, you go to a, a regular big box gym. You know, people are great for a couple of weeks and then they stop coming because, you know, they walk on, they get in a treadmill for a bit, they go push around some weights for a bit, it gets boring. And so if you don't keep it interesting, people aren't going to come back. And so we really strive to keep it interesting and keep people wanting to come in. Yeah, man, um, you're doing a lot of things and you can say it, right? You've got to do it. You're going to keep people interested. But so many people just bury their heads in the sand or they think, <laughs> my service is awesome. My classes are awesome. People stay a long time. They get results. It's like, yeah, but if, right, you, you can't just live on if my classes are good, people are going to stay because novelty wears off, right? The, the shine wears off of everything. So if you're not keeping people engaged, if you're not reconfirming on a regular basis that it's the place that they want to be, Mm -hmm. the community. It's not like just about who goes to barbecues and stuff like that. Like, do I want to be there? Did I get an extra good feeling when I came in? Because there's a million reasons for people not to come in. Couches are comfortable. McDonald's, <laughs> you know, McDonald's is easy. It's cheap. It's there's, there's a million things. So if you're not giving people something to look forward to, reinforcing those touch points, they're gone. And so many people, if they miss out on that, they're like, yeah, I'm bringing in 30 people a month. And it's like, all right, cool. How many are you losing? Well, 27. Yeah. Like, all right, <laughs> let's, maybe let's, let's look on that side of things too. So the fact that you have that awareness and you're just, you're trying things, right? I'm sure you're paying attention to what works, what doesn't, what people you have, a, you ever have a really good idea and you're like, this is going to kill. And then nobody cares. It's crickets or Let's throw that away, right? So it's exactly. awesome to hear that you're out there, you're trying those things and figuring out what you're going to keep and what's going to work. So so I, I love love hearing stuff like that. Well, what yeah, I don't... Go ahead. So, it is, it's just so... It, it is... It, it's hard to motivate people. I mean, if you, you look at the statistics and it's, you know, over half of our country is obese or overweight. And it's, and people do enjoy going to work out. People do feel good when they get their body moving, but if you're not doing something to, to keep getting them coming in, it's just, it's just something about human nature that says, I'll do it later. <laughs> and so it's just people, people put it off. And so you, you have to keep promoting and you have to keep getting kind of crazy or, or else you'll, People are going to suffer like what we see now in the industry with 35% of all gyms closing because of this. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, sir, we are just about out of time. Before we leave, I have two things that I want to hear from you. One is if you could go back, let's, let's eliminate COVID because nobody could have <laughs> predicted that. But if you could go back to when you decided to come on this fitness entrepreneurial journey and give yourself one piece of advice or talk about one, one big lesson you've learned that served you best, what would that be? <laughs> um, 
It doesn't have to be anything complex or deep, you know. No. Just I, actually, I, I, I thought of something. I was like, no, yeah, nobody ever, nobody ever, yeah. You get you get into the fitness industry to help people, but nobody ever tells you it's about meeting your sales goals and cleaning toilets. But um, it's it's a hey, you got to unclog that toilet periodically. So, but uh, but really, it, it it's a people business, and you got to get to know people, and it's you got to be patient with it, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I think whenever I hear people say people business, I agree. And I like to say it's, you got to be good at people and be good at business because if you're just good at one or the other, you're just going to, you might fail. You might flounder in the middle um, and you might have to unclog a toilet metaphorically <laughs> or literally, right? There's, there's always some, some toilet to unclog, right? We might, we might go a little bit nicer and call it a bottleneck, but it's the same thing, right? We need, we need stuff to flow and it's not right. So, um, I appreciate that. So lastly, if people are interested in you, they want to find you on social media, find more about kick house, maybe they're in the area or maybe they just, they're, they're interested in, in seeing what the concept is. Where can they find you? Yeah. Kickhouseeldersburg.com. You can find, uh, you know, all our, our address and information on there. And uh, you can also find us uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Kickhouse Eldersburg. Yeah. And if you, if you want to see a really, if, even if you're not interested in Kickhouse to our listeners, if you want to see a, a website that has, has a ton of cool information and very well branded and, you know, everything kind of flows, people aren't paying attention to websites anymore. I think <laughs> check, out, check out the, the you know, people are like, oh, I'm on social media. I don't need a good website. It's like, right. it, it looks like I wrote that on, on AOL in, in 2005. Please, please get a better website. Whereas yours, it's like, all right, this looks cool. Maybe I actually want to be there, right? There's, there's an aspect of cool to working out someplace. Whether you, you want to talk about results and methodologies, if, if something doesn't look cool, I mean, nobody wants to be that person. That is one thing the kickhouse concept has done very well. It's def it's it's sleek, it's cool, the the clothes and merchandise look cool. It's a and let's face it, we're cool at the kickhouse. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. And you got you got blow up Pikachu. So that doesn't come with the <laughs> franchise agreement, but if you if you ask nicely, Grant might rent you his. So I, thank I you. have no problem putting that costume on. It was hysterical. <laughs> I appreciate you being here today, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Dominic. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for spending some time with us. We hope you found some value in this. If you didn't, hit the rewind button because there's a lot in there uh, from start to finish. So click the subscribe button, get notified of new episodes. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description. Fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Ward's Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.